guys, welcome to Words from Word, Mary Ward's first ever podcast radio where teachers and students come together to share stories and tell their tales. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Okay, guys, it's your girl, Anita, today hosting on the Mary Ward podcast. And today I have two lovely guests, aka my friends. Uh, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Warwick. I'm a grade 12 student at Mary Ward. Hi, I'm Cole, and I'm also a grade 12 student here at Mary Ward. Lovely. And today's topic, honestly, in my opinion, the best topic, but that's just my opinion. Um, we are going to talk about Shang-Chi, the new movie that Marvel has put out. And obviously, guys, we're going to treat it as if I have never watched it. And no spoilers. <laughs> so my first question is, did you guys watch the movie? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I bought two Marvel fans here. So when did you guys become Marvel fans? Like, how long have you guys been Marvel fans? So um, I started reading the comics when I was younger, even before the movies came out, uh, because right. my parents had a bunch of just, like, comics stored in the attic. So, like, even before the movies came out, I was a fan of superheroes and stuff like that. And then... Um, when the movies came out, I would always go with my parents to watch them. And then, yeah. So how old were you? Maybe when I was like... Too young to remember? Yeah. So like the first Marvel movie came out in like 2008. So Whoa. I have no idea. Oh, that's too much math. <laughs> <laughs> so Cole, how about you? When did you start becoming a Marvel fan? Mine was fairly recent because my parents... They're a lot more DC, so I was kind of the first black sheep of the family, one you could oh, say. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, as opposed to work, I didn't really have access to the comics because, again, <laughs> I was a bit of a the traitor. Okay, yeah. Um, so I was mainly an MCU fan, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as opposed to the comics. And that kind of started back in grade six, I want to say. Ooh. Okay, so since you said you're, like, the black sheet, I have to go into details with that. Like, did you, like, when you, like, told your parents, oh, you like Marvels, were like, oh, no, Cole, how could you do this? Or, like, <laughs> what was their reaction <laughs> when you told them they you like Marvel? They were very shocked because Shock. my dad is a massive Superman fan. Superman. Like Zack Snyder and all that. Um, but it's, I think it's a fairly common opinion that the DC films uh, tend to be a lot more darker and more in-depth as opposed to the Marvel ones, where it's almost like a copycat, but the MCU did better with its films and connecting them as Ooh. opposed to the DC cinematic universe. Now let's just do a shout here. Um, this is all Cole's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody come at me. Um, yes, so now let's go into Shang-Chi because that's like what we're here. Honestly, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the, like, the name right because I did listen to an interview and I think they did pronounce it more differently than I did. So, do you guys know how to pronounce it, or do you guys also say Shang-Chi? So, uh, like, I have, uh, I have a lot of friends with, who, are, like, who have Chinese backgrounds, and they say that, like, the proper pronunciation is more like Shang-Chi. Oh. Um, but, like, even, like, before the movie came out a long time ago, like, people still called him Shang-Chi, because that's even what the writers of the comics called him. So, it's, like pronouncing it properly has been more of like a recent movement so yeah 
Okay, okay, so Shang-Chi. I'll try my best. So, obviously, I haven't watched it yet, and but I have watched Black Panther, and let me tell you, when I heard that an African-American was about to be, well, late Chadwick was about to be a, um, a superhero, I was over the moon. I saw all of like the background features and the arts. It was like so like close to culture. Like I had friends, parents who like never watch movies and all that stuff. Like continuously ask like, oh, can let's go to the movies? Let's go watch it. Like I'll my mom included. And it was like amazing. So like my question is like, did you guys have any relatives that didn't like watch movies? Like, you know, get really excited to see like Asian representation in Marvel movies and all that stuff? Um, I think that there's still a fair representation of Asians in media. It's just not as popular uh, out in the West. So there's always K-dramas, there's anime and all that, but um, even before uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, there was Crazy Rich Asians, which was super big. It was big. a really good movie. Like, I love that just movie. Just before that, too. Yeah, and, like, I think it says something, like, Cole and I are Filipino. We're not, we're not Chinese. Right. But, but even, even though, like, we're not specifically from the same place in, in Asia uh, as, like, the people from the movie are, like, it still has such a big impact on us just to see someone who is Asian on the screen being a superhero. So I think that like, just just that example just shows like how important representation is. Like they don't have to be exactly like you, but just having that representation on screen is really important. Right, and that is honestly amazing. I like how like Western movies and like Western media they're starting to like push forward more like diversity. Like now, like I feel like like next step will be like like gender and like sexual orientation diversity and all that stuff and i feel like we're getting there which this is a good start and i know this is a little off topic from what we're talking about but it's still marvels but like you want to say like who your favorite characters are in the marvel like universe it doesn't have to be from chang chi it could be like other places both of you can say something <laughs> uh i have to think about it like in the mcu uh, like early on, I used to be a really, really big Captain America fan, uh, and uh, I used to live in the states before I moved here in Canada. Fair, so see that makes sense. I <laughs> <laughs> um, I too was Team Cap from Civil War, Ooh. but I think one of my favorite characters uh, was probably Loki. Ooh. One, uh, he's canonly confirmed as gender bent and a bi icon, wow. <laughs> which we respect. But he was just such a fun character and just struggled a lot. And I think that kind of made him a lot more relatable. I see. Okay, you guys are probably going to not like not be my friends anymore. I wasn't a big um, uh, Captain America fan. I don't know. Kind of annoyed me. But <laughs> uh, I think I was an Iron Man or a Spider-Man person. Yeah. They were just... They remind me of me because obviously I'm amazing. But... <laughs> Anita is RDJ, like. <laughs> yes, I don't know what that means, but yes. <laughs> That's the actor for Iron Man. Oh, right, Robert Downey. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about like some stuff that we're in Shang-Chi. Obviously, we're not going to spoil it for everybody, but like, um, work, you're an art student, right? Paul, you're an athlete.
briefly. You can always be an art student when you want to. <laughs> um, so like, let's start with the arts. Um, I saw some clips and honestly, like the way they use like, like what is the word? It's like cinematic. Cinematography? Yeah, cinematography and all that stuff. I thought it was like very amazing and a very, very, very beautiful. So like, I just wanted to know like, what were your thoughts? Did you like pay attention to any of that? Or did you just like, like watch the movie just to watch the movie? So like uh, earlier films in the MCU kind of had this reputation of being like really colorless and bland and like not very vibrant. But I think movies like Black Panther was one of the first ones where they introduced so much color and it was so bright. Right. And like Wakanda had so many like Wakanda just forever. so pretty <laughs> colors and this, the design was amazing. And I think Shang-Chi like kind of carries that over where even like his main suit design is like a really this really vibrant popping red mm. and like it's really recognizable and i think like having that color and then like they explain like behind the scenes like the cultural like the cultural background behind a lot of the set design and the art and stuff and i i can't comment on that because it's not my culture per se but i just think that it's great that it's being shown in such a genuine way same way as in black panther right and then Cole, since you are our like athlete here, um, like I don't know if you have most information, but like I just want to know what's your opinion on because uh, once again I did some research, mm -hmm. and I heard that some of the stunt artists in the thing, obviously I believe he was doing his own stunts, right? Like his fighting scenes, he was doing that, which was like uh, like I paid a little bit of a tribute to like. Jackie Chan and how Jackie Chan fights in his movies and I know that some of the people that he was like his opponents in the movies were from the Jackie Chan um, company I don't know what the company's name was I kind of forgot but like what do you think about like the skills that they used in it and all this stuff definitely I am a sucker for full body fights and the fact that it's genuinely the actual actors and actresses doing these fights was insane and just was beautiful to see like in its full body. Usually um, in films, you can cheat, get away with some cuts and right. sharp shots, but the way that it was full body, you could see all the movement and action. And especially when you have Michelle Yeoh in the cast, who's been in countless martial arts films, really? and just seeing her kick some butt was like <laughs> inspirational, especially to see women in power. Right. Okay. So, um, some other things. Actually, I just want your comments in general for the movies. Do you recommend it to other people? You know, what's your rating? What's your personal rating? Again, everybody, this is just an opinion. And like, you know, five stars, 10 stars, a million stars, Shang-Chi stars. <laughs> so where's your ratings at? Uh, I, gen I genuinely recommend it to like anybody. Like, I think it's a movie that like, families can enjoy, like people can enjoy, you can watch it with your friends, you can watch it by yourself and still have a good time. Um, like the movie itself felt a little slow in the middle, but like, it's fine. It's just like some downtime in the movie between all the action and stuff. So like out of the 10 rings, I would give it nine out of 10 rings. Wow, there's a, there's like a little that. scheme. Like oh, wow, okay, Cole, what about you? How many rings do you give it? <laughs> I'll probably give it an 8 out of 10. I agree with Warwick how it was a bit slow in the beginning, and I didn't feel the character development for Shang-Chi, this is my opinion, uh, wasn't that great. Um, but I get it. It's an origin story, so I kind of understand that. But uh, what Warwick said, 
about for the general audience for this film is I felt that a lot of older generations did not like Shang-Chi enough because a lot because there was a solid probably the first 15 minutes was all subtitles and a lot of people were making kind of in my eyes offensive jokes it was like oh this should be considered an international film because of all the different dialects that I was you just got to appreciate it and I I really liked how they included this cultural representation and had them actually speaking what were they speaking was it Cantonese or Mandarin I could uh, I can't really recognize not it sure. I, I'm not sure. I just think. say a language. It was yes. speaking a different language. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that actually, I, I'm, I wish they they could see me. Like I put my head back for a second. I'm just like, why would they say that? Like putting subtitles, it's like very common in a lot of films. So it shouldn't even be like something to like be considered as international or anything like that. That's like, it's very like upsetting to hear. But um yeah, what was I gonna say? Like, do you actually um, do you have anything else to add? Like, like when you mean like older, how old do you think? Like, is it like maybe eighteen, nineteen? I don't know if you know the exact age, but like, it's what probably group? like our parents' age who kind of say that. Um, <laughs> but I I can't remember who it was, but I know it's an Asian celebrity. They just ran won an award, and their what their message to us was. Yeah, I think she was in Crazy Rich Asians, actually. Is it Aquafina? I don't think it was Aquafina, but mm. uh, their message was that if people can get over an inch of subtitles, they'll be introduced to like a whole new world of other media. Right. Like We're kind of seeing a uh, popularity game from the Netflix original Squid Games Squid now. Squid Games, oh my gosh. And people did actually agreed that the subtitles were a lot better than the dub this time. Yeah, like... For subtitles, I know this is a little off topic, but it's still in topic. Um, what's the there's this show that I know that has to do with like robbery and all that stuff. Um, Money heist. Yeah, there Money you go. Heist. Money heist. Yeah, um, I heard that like like personally, my brother he was watching Money Heist. He watched it in dub, and I watched it with him. And the show was just something about the way they put like their voices were kind of like Caucasian of a sort, and it was just like. It, it just didn't sit well with me, you know? It kind of takes away the diversity and representation right. at times. And a lot of complaints with the dub, is, especially with Squid Games, is it doesn't match the tone or the mood, and the translations are also lost. Right. I know there's complaints about that. Yeah, because some languages, there's not a like, direct answer, like in English for it. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, oof. Yeah, so basically with Shang-Chi and all that stuff, um, where do you guys see um, him in the movies? Like, you know, like, you know how we have, um, sorry, you, you can tell that I'm not like big in Marvels. You just keep going, you keep going. <laughs> like you have the Civil War, you have like when all the Marvels, they came together, like make some predictions. How do you think Shang-Chi is going to be with them? You know, how is he going to interact with, uh, oh, Iron Man is no more, right? And game spoilers. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so okay. It's been years, guys. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, watch it now. Um, yeah. So, like, how do you think he's gonna interact with the rest of the Marvel uh, universe? So, this is gonna sound so nerdy, but uh, how the MCU is building up for Phase Four now is they're kind of having a worldly level villain, and 
This person has appeared in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, in Black Widow, and they're kind of building a world-level villain for people without intense powers to kind of actually stand a chance. And then they're also uh, introducing a cosmic-level villain, which you'll probably Mm. see in Eternals, and that's where Shang-Chi will probably slide in and provide assistance. Same Mm. thing with Doctor Strange. Right. What about you, Warwick? Your predictions? Well, uh, in the comics, uh, like Shang Chi is like often seen with Spider Man. Like right. when there's an there's like sorry, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go like go all out, guys. Bit, Inform me. There's this uh, there's this arc in the uh, like in the comics where Spider Man loses his spider sense, and so Shang Chi like helps him train and develop uh, his own like martial arts style Whoa. to help him fight. And so, like, going forward from those comics, Spider-Man, like, has his own martial arts style, kind of, and he fights Spider in this style. very, like, unique way, yeah. So I think I think that, like, he can also, like, I think he's a very versatile character because he can work with those, like, cosmic-level threats because of, uh, spoiler stuff, but it's fine. <laughs> and, but he can also, like, since he's just, like, he's also, like, he grew up in San Francisco, like, that's where a lot of the movies set. So he can also, yeah, yeah. So he can also work as like a street level hero as well. So I think there's a lot of room for him to be in the universe. Yeah, okay. So off of your comics, like, I know Cole, you didn't read that much comics, but if you have, you can always input in here. Um, I know that Marvel's, like most movies, they don't put 100% of the books or 100% of the comics, but like, is there some like parts of comics you actually wished were in the like, Marvel movies, it doesn't also have to be Shang-Chi, like just any Marvel movie. Like, do you like think like they should add more or like things are missing? Well, I think because like when adapting something into the movies, I don't think that it should be one for one. I think there should be a lot of room for like creative liberties and stuff like that. Um, but actually connecting to Shang-Chi, there was this uh, controversy about in, in Iron Man 3, there was this villain called the Mandarin, right? And so a lot of people were mad that it, at, spoiler, at the end of the movie, it was revealed that this white guy from the movie was like saying, oh, I'm the Mandarin. It was me the entire time. While like a lot of people were saying like that took away from the representation that they could have given in that movie to someone who was Asian. And uh, I think in, in Shang-Chi, they actually like, they use the same organization as the one in Iron Man 3 and say, no, 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 no. We take that back. The the actual Mandarin is this this man. His Tony Leung. He's like the main villain of Shang Chi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> and so yeah, I think I think like now moving forward, uh, they're trying to stick a little closer to the comics while also like like respecting representation in its proper form. So I think going hand in hand like that is the best way to like use the comics in the movies right so cole you made a gesture when (laughs) (laughs) warwick when warwick he talked about like a character an actual character who was um acted by somebody obviously we're not gonna go into details of that but like it gave me a thought like like people like some of the actors who are like some of your favorite actors like from shang chi like other movies that they've acted that you like want to recommend to people you know, give their rating, give your ratings if you want to. Or I can definitely agree on me about Tony Leung. <laughs> Man's age is like fine wine. 
But um, he's also been in another film with Michelle Yeoh, yeah. Butterfly and the Sword. Yes. And that's a martial arts film from way back when, and I swear they look exactly the same. They just don't age. I, I'm kind of convinced they might be vampires, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but one of the actors I actually wanted to talk about was Simu Yu. Like, he, his kind of shot to fame was through Kim's Convenience, which is hilarious. And it was also filmed locally. So that's always Isn't good. the convenience store in Canada? Yeah, you can visit it. You can visit it. I don't know the locations, it's but Google it. it. It's in uh, it's in downtown. You can downtown? visit it in downtown. They have it's so cute. They have like posters on the windows there saying like, can "Oh, this like is the this is the from the show." Like you can come visit. It's really cute. Can you buy food there? I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's That's food. Vital. There's food. There's cute stuff. Go check it out. So yeah, and work. Any character? Oh wait, Cole, were you done? Uh, I don't think really, you were. But. Um, because Simu Liu, uh, I know he kind of actually pres- presented to like part of the Toronto Catholic District School Board with a bunch of the younger kids. Really? And I was so jealous. My sister was there. And she <gasps> didn't even recognize him. I was oh so excited. But he was talking about how it was struggling as uh, an Asian actor, especially because there's not a lot of Asian representation in media and trying to fit a part for that when you're... you're own ethnicity doesn't really match up to Western, like, idols and all of that. Right. Um, it's kind of funny because he actually started out, one of his first gigs was dressing up as Spider-Man at kids' birthday parties in, <laughs> in Canada. So, <laughs> so we all start from somewhere. And I know it was kind of funny because he kind of got introduced to the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, with an, like, offhand tweet back in, like, 2012? When yeah, was, it was around that time. Yeah. He was like he just uh, mentioned uh, to Marvel that hey I'm here for Shang Chi. <gasps> I, I heard years. about that. And That's why I made through. you guys do predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, Cole mentioned her earlier, but I just want to shout out Michelle Yeoh. She's in movies like a lot of Wushu, Wushu martial arts movies, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, one of the Ip Man movies. Uh, she was in one of the James Bond movies with really? uh, yeah with Pierce Brosnan. I think it's Tomorrow Never Dies, mm. and like she did, she does like all, most, if not all, of her own stunt work for all those movies. And I think it's amazing just to see like like her career like go on. Like you can, she's in so many like eras of film from like the like the '90s to like the even like now in the 2020s with Shang Chi. So I just think it's like so interesting to see like her being like her acting as Asian representation in all of these different eras. Right. So another question, this is more like, you know, a creative question. It's like, if you were to make a hero for like, I don't know, just you as a hero, like what would you want? Like, what would you want to be like, you know, your powers and everything like, you know, what's up? <laughs> what you guys got? Ooh, this is fun. Um, I would kind of want, the ability to have either infinite amounts of anything or the ability to control probability. I think that. Well, what fun. do you mean by infinite amounts of anything? Well, one, we could, like, infinite amount of COVID vaccines. Oh, could help yeah, with that. that works. We could solve uh, world hunger. That works. Just, I think we just need more resources in general instead of, like, Thanos snapping everything <laughs> <in the house>. <laughs> 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 that, Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Anyways, 
<laughs> yeah, so what else? Um, and then the chance of probability was like kind of cool. It's like, hmm, what are the chances that I'll actually be able to memorize everything for my test tomorrow? <laughs> I would need that. Change that to 100% right away. Mm. <laughs> yes, I would need that. And yours? Uh, I always like, uh, like, thought about the idea in my head, especially while I was doing my arts courses of like having the things I draw come to life. And like, I remember trying out like this, the, like those 3D pens back when they first came out and like you can draw in 3D and this stuff is like an actual sculpture. And I was like, well, this is amazing. Like, so like I could draw a dog and then the dog would come out of the paper and then oh just like gosh. come to life. That would be so and cool. I, I always thought that was like such a sick idea. I don't know, just something about your art coming to life. Because right. all, all artists try to kind of make their art like as an like an extension of themselves. themselves. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I swear that was like on an episode in The Good Place where like they had charades or Pictionary and then whatever they drew came to life. Dude, I wanna I wanna play art come to life charades. <laughs> you know what? Anything is possible. Anything is possible. You know what? For me, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Something about like just being able to like I know this is like Avatar reference, but um last end of Airbender. Um but like <laughs> you know, being able to like move rocks and like mold it and like, you know, tough power. It's like I just really want that. Toph is my icon. I aspire to be Toph yeah. every day of my life. Best Avatar character. Earthbending is also the best bending. It don't, is. Don't at me. No, don't, don't at, at us. We all agree here. You can I fight hope. all three of us. Cool. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this day and age, like, definitely earthbending would be the most OP, but waterbending and the, <laughs> like, okay. potential to bloodbend. Warwick, <laughs> it's just me and you, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. We're, we're allowed to disagree. Okay. I'm totally not super mad at Cole. Right, right. You just broke If my body's found in a ditch after this, <laughs> don't, don't look towards the Nina and Warwick. <laughs> We're earthbenders. We'll just cover it up perfectly. It's okay. <laughs> we have lots of rocks. Yes. I'm fearing for my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So honestly, this is not directed towards you guys, but like to the listeners, you know, um, something will come out on Instagram. You know, I just want to hear what you guys think, what your powers are. I want, you know, just put it in the comments when we put a photo out there. What's your superpowers? What do you want to be? You know, how do you want to change this world? Um, on that, we were talking about the Avatar. You know, Avatar actually has a lot of representation too, right? It totally does. And it's kind of surprising because the creators aren't actually from an Asian background, are they? No, they're both white. Yeah, they're, they're both like Caucasian. But I think how, like the way that they, they were able to do all this representation was they, they looked at actual cultures they, and they used them to inspire the cultures in Avatar and they brought like historians and actual experts so that they wouldn't just like be appropriating. There's actually a, a comic in Avatar where they talk about cultural appropriation versus appreciation. Right. And I think that having that distinction, uh, especially now when there's so much representation that it's important to differentiate appropriation and appreciation. It's so true. Yeah. And what I loved about Avatar is it handled so many large world issues that it did. It did. I watched Again, it like three times. To be honest, I was just watching it because, you know, just to watch it. So Cole, please inform me. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Sokka like totally started out like 
totally misogynistic towards Katara for one. And me as a little girl, because that came out in like 2007, right? Yeah, we were young. Um, there wasn't a lot of media like kind of directed to with strong female characters who could actually fight back, especially as a young girl. Yeah. And like, especially in our day and age, everything was so gendered. Well, Avatar is kind of like all ages you can watch it. It doesn't matter your gender because there's always like role models you can look up to. Right. Yeah. And then speaking on, we talked about directors and how the directors were Caucasian and how they went through the right processes to make an amazing show. And I recommend everybody watching it, no matter how old you are, are probably going to watch it again. (laughs) So like, do you know anything about the director of Shang-Chi and how they got together and, you know, how Shang-Chi came to be? Uh, I'm not sure, but like I definitely while I was watching the movie, so I, I'm a big fan of martial arts movies. Right. I, I watch them all the time and I could like see like there's this one move you were talking about earlier, but there's this one move that Simu does uh, in an action scene where he uh, uses like the environment to help him fight, like the environment around him, like when he's like the stuff that's around him. And that's a lot like Jackie Chan, where he would um like use ladders to help him fight or he would throw plates at people. Right. That's so funny. Yeah. And, so I, and, funny. and I think that that callback was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since like Simu says that like, Oh, like he's such a big fan of Jackie Chan. And, Who you know, isn't, exa- you know, yeah, who yeah. is not a fan right? of Jackie Chan? Like, There's just that one clip of him. It was like one of the blooper reels for him and he has the gun and he's like, geez, instead of freeze. <laughs> and like my heart melts every time that pops up <laughs> in my feed. Right. I don't know. Has Jackie Chan... Wa- I know that he's won one Grammys. Like, it's really hard for, like, a lot of, like... He's won them all in my heart. Yes, of course. <laughs> but, like, a lot of ethnic groups, it's, like, really hard for them to win, like, Grammys and all that stuff. It's Grammys? It's Grammys, right? Gra- Grammys is for music. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. Really, at least won, like, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's it called for movies? Oscars. Yeah, the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, sorry, guys. I was trying to just keep going with you. No, I can't do that. You okay, have to be like Anita. Anita. Anita was just trying to make sure that you guys were listening. <laughs> yes, so, of course. Yeah, if you guys picked up on it, good job. Good job. Yeah, you win the prize. <laughs> yeah, just see me in the hallways. Be like, Anita, I picked up on it. Okay. Anyway, this is like all the Grammys. Now. Yeah. But like, why is that? It's hard for like, it's just, 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 just not. A lot of people that win Oscars are not of like. Ethnic minorities, are that the right words? People of color, PCOs, PC, POCs, POC, yes. Do you like, guys have any insight? What do you guys think on that? I think it's just kind of westernized beauty standards and their kind of expectation and standards of what they want to see in media. And they don't really want to see groups of minority in power. That's just my take. So the way that the Oscars works is that, like, the films are nominated and then a bunch of critics who are usually, like, old white dudes. Right. Uh, just saying. But, like, usually they, they watch the films and then they say, like, oh, this is, what I, this is what I think is the winner. And then the film with the highest votes wins. And I think one aspect where you can see, like, where, um, like, minorities and, like, people of color aren't, like, taken seriously is, funnily enough, in the, like, art medium of animation, 
where right. a lot of uh, there was this big controversy where like Boss Baby and Fernadan were like were nominated, while movies like A Silent Voice, which is like a, oh, it's really a good. Jap- yeah Japanese anime, it. Uh, it was snubbed, uh, and like people were so mad because and like people were saying like this is outrageous like how could you just like ignore a the critics said that like oh animation is just for like dummy babies gaga right <laughs> and like they also said like why like why would we need to watch movies that aren't from here they should be in the international category what is this international category <laughs> i do not understand <laughs> and so like it's both in part to where like Western like critics don't take like films from other countries very seriously. And they also don't take like art forms like animation seriously. And I think it's just a product of the critics who are like choosing who is winning are just out of touch with like the actual viewer base of these movies. And I think it's just like deep rooted kind of like, uh, bias and I think part of the way that we can change that is like having people with fresh insights becoming critics and watching these films and nominating them right that actually leads me to my next question if you guys were to be like the critics how would you change like the categories and how would you like what's the word um put your points, I'm going to just use any of the words, uh, put your point systems in for people to win. Like, what are some things that you would look for in a movie, you know, to know that that movie's a good movie? Uh, so, like, I was mentioning earlier, and you were asking about that earlier, um, there is a category in the Oscars for Best International Film, and uh, I think that international film should not be limited to that international category. I think that, like, so Parasite won Best International Film, like, maybe two years ago. And a lot of people were saying, hey, that's, like, that, that movie was better than most of the films that were nominated for Best Picture that year. And I think being limited to that international category is just a way to kind of say, like, oh, you're being represented. You, we're, we're nominating international films, but we're going to keep it in this little bubble and they can't be nominated for any of the other film awards in the Oscars. So I think kind of lifting that category or either having it, but also having international films be nominated for other, uh, other categories, I think is a way to kind of say like, hey, we recognize these movies and we recognize how good they are because Parasite was awesome. Bro- I thought about it for like My brother keeps telling me to watch it. it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll watch it, guys. Now that you guys are saying it, I'll watch it. And then you, Cole, how would you, like, lift it? You don't have to have, like, you know, the best information there because, honestly, this is a podcast. It's just meant to be a conversation. So <laughs> everything goes. Um, I don't really follow a lot of award shows, but I do agree with work that they do keep any kind of diversity in their own separate bubble and kind of being like, yes, we included representation, despite it being stuck in all in one spot. But... Again, it's a lot of old white dudes being this critics who kind of need some fresh blood, put more diversity in in the critics too. Like especially in a lot of media, we do see, especially what we're learning in our education system, a lot of this reading content and reading material is from dead old white people, and 
that's not our true history either, especially what we're coming out now with what we're seeing with indigenous peoples and all that. There's better right. media, there's fresher blood with, with a viewership, what the majority sees now in this generation. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of things that need to be changed. Uh, speaking on change, do you think like Cheng Chi, like, do you think, um, how do I put it? Oh, yeah. Like, with the following of Shang-Chi and Black Panther, like, this is also just a prediction. Like, in the Marvel cinema, is there, like, other cultures, superheroes, and do you think they're going to, like, gradually bring them out and all that stuff? Uh, so, actually, um, one of the characters that is, like, ready to be introduced in the MCU is Kamala Khan, uh, Miss Marvel, and she's Middle Eastern. So really? I think that... A lot of people before Shang-Chi was released, they would say like, oh, this movie's gonna flop. It's just pandering to Asians. It's only gonna make like 25 million in the box office on the first weekend. And then it shattered everyone's expectations by making 70 million on its first weekend. Whoa. So I think now like the Hollywood is like recognizing like, hey, like representation, like we shouldn't be afraid of not making money because of representation. I think that money shouldn't matter when, right. when, when having representation, but I think that Hollywood like needed that push, you know, and I think that Shang-Chi and Black Panther are like making the way for this new era of representation. Right, and Cole, you're gonna be like the last comic comment. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah the last comic. You're gonna be the last comic, and then we'll like wrap up the sales. So, <laughs> oh, all you right, <laughs> silencing me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but Black Panther and Shang-Chi is totally paving the way for new opportunities. Like, uh, there's uh, talks about the works of having uh, Okoye, who was the head of the Dora Milaje, and getting her own Disney Plus TV series, Whoa. which will be very interesting. And uh, with talks in Black Panther 2, which is unfortunately going to be like Chadwick Boseman's last kind of showing within the MCU, but uh. you have Shuri his sister sister is she's cool she's she really cool totally awesome <laughs> she's the brains but we would love to see more of her especially if she takes over that'd be interesting that'd be really to see interesting. but the future is looking bright that is what we love to hear and that is all from the Mary Work podcast and I thank you Warwick thank you Cole thank you viewers for handling Anita so sorry and you're welcome at the same time um, and we'll I mean, you're just too good oh, oh don't gas me <laughs> and we'll be signing off and that's all bye bye now bye